Hi, I'm Mia. And I'm Alex. And this is the Leftist Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leftist Podcast. We're back here. I think this is episode 15. Yeah. Back to your display. Keeping it light this week. Last week was too much. <laughs> we were too riled up last week. So we're going to be just kind of asking each other some questions. Hopefully it builds up into an interesting conversation. We don't really have any route for it right now, but we're hoping to find somewhere. Yeah. Something nice. Yeah, no, no uh, real format here. Just, just two bros talking, chatting about sure. our opinions on things. Oh on God, I feel like we haven't like shared our opinions on a lot of stuff. So yeah. usually we just talk about empirical statistics, which is like good for like spreading news and like informing people. But you know, just get to know us a little we're bit. We're chilling. Yeah, we're just chilling. Like yeah. on Um. So I started off. Uh, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Okay, mine's green. I just felt like that would That's be That's fair. Good... Well, the yeah. sky and the grass. True. That's so That's, us. Yeah, I was That's about to so say. Us. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, now that we've started it <laughs> on a lighter note. Um... Wait, I have another question. Oh, okay. Cats or dogs? Cats. See, I'm, I'm split on this yeah. one. I, I really like dogs, but I'm currently in my cat era because I have two of them. My, my thing with cats is that cats are so... You could, like... Cats are very conducive to, like, just leaving them with some food and they'll, like, live. Exactly. And that's that's perfect for me right now. Yeah. I don't have the time for a dog. Exactly. But okay. On to the real shit. Yeah, on to the real shit. Um, I'm gonna start off in the realm of cancel culture okay. and popular media. I think um, I see where this is going. <laughs> do you think that that like cancel culture is like a good thing, I guess? Like do you think it's important that we do this or do you think it's ridiculous and performative or do you think it's important that people are getting like canceled for okay. the things that they do? So I will say it like this. Just to start off this little conversation, I think that cancel culture has really been kind of entrenched with a lot of hatred that's been built on the internet and not even hatred coming from an individual that's getting canceled, but hatred towards that individual. Mm -hmm. I'm very much of the mindset that although someone might be saying some bad things that we don't like, that doesn't mean we need to say something bad about them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of this akin to like how no matter what your affiliation is how you feel about whatever i think everyone in america should have health care everyone should be afforded basic human rights but obviously being on twitter is not a basic human right yeah it's just a free speech kind of thing so i think when you have people that are inciting violence or are being openly prejudiced and being like racist and homophobic i think it's okay to cancel them in the sense that you call it out and not make it so performative. Mm -hmm. I think cancel culture is very much of a performative act and not so much of really getting anything done because at this point, people mostly on the right have taken cancel culture as somewhat of a badge of honor and have put it on their chest and mm -hmm. been like, I've been canceled by the left and that just makes them get more powerful. So I think that yeah. we need to find another way to do that, honestly. Yeah. And I would be interested to know what your version of <laughs> doing that would be because it's really hard because yeah when you think about it like fucking elon musk whatever saying that like twitter is like the um what's the word i'm looking for that's like the town square of, of yeah. the world which i mean not to that like crazy ass extent like there's a lot of bullshit on twitter but like i mean true like people can usually say whatever they want 
as long as it's not like hatred. You yeah. Know? But that's just basically with regular laws. I mean, when you have regular laws, if you have laws that are inciting violence, or if you have, no, what am I saying? If you are inciting violence with your speech, or if you are antagonizing a certain group or like committing a hate crime, like you're going to be punished for it. Why shouldn't you be punished for, for doing it online, even though you're mm-hmm. like just hiding behind a computer? But I want to hear your opinion on how we should tackle it, because I think that it's not use- conducive to actually fixing anything. Now, I think it's just performative. Yeah, I, that's really interesting, like thinking of how to tackle it, because like I think it's important to hold people accountable for what they do. And like if you want to like stop supporting certain artists or mm-hmm. like certain companies or brands, like based off of something that they've done or beliefs that they have, I think that's valid. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I can think of another. It's hard, like, right? It, yeah, because like I can't think of anything outside of like canceling them. Well, because you have this. You have the two ways to attack it. You have a top-down approach, or you have like a grassroots approach. I'll call mm-hmm. it. Like you just said, not supporting certain artists. Like for example, I sadly have recently stopped listening to Kanye West because of all the stuff that happened mm-hmm. with like the literal neo-Nazi propaganda he was pushing. Out. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he was like my favorite artist ever. Like, I mean, I had so many of his like records and CDs and stuff, but that was hard for me. But like, you know, I have morals and I stick to them. Like, I'm not going to say I haven't listened to some of his songs like every now and then, but I mean, I don't support him. I don't buy anything from him mm-hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? I did not buy the $60 Donda LP. So, <laughs> but. I think that would be like this sort of grassroots approach in the sense that multiple you're telling people to stop supporting this person. The other approach, the top-down approach that would happen in the system we have now is brands pulling out sponsorships mm-hmm. because money makes the world go round in the capitalist yeah. system, right? So that's kind of what happens. Brands pull out their things. It takes the livelihood away from people. So they want to stop saying that stuff. But we've seen it happen with multiple people. I mean, take, for instance, someone like fucking Keemstar on YouTube. <laughs> I forgot about Keemstar. Like a horrible person, right? Yeah. He's not a good person. He just spreads hate. And he's not like the only person on YouTube that does this. A lot of people do yeah. it. Yeah. But he's been canceled before. He's been demonetized. But he just gets right back up and gets back on it because he makes money for YouTube at the mm-hmm. end of the day. I mean, same shit with Andrew Tate. Like Andrew Tate, whatever. I mean, the biggest reason I think he was taken off not even because of the shit he was saying, but because of like the fucking like pyramid scheme he was running. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I would say, but like that would be the top down approach would be corporations taking away their sponsorships. But then again, why do we have, it gets into the cyclical argument because why do we have corporations, these big businesses like outside of big tech and big tech controlling what we get to hear on the internet? Yeah. Like where do we draw the line with that? Yeah. Where do we draw the line canceling people? Yeah. No, because, like, I don't know. So it's just, it's crazy. That's why I think the more conducive way would be, like you were saying, to, you know, you have your little terms of service, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. but also to have the grassroots approach of people canceling other people, but not being so mean about them because we're canceling them because we are saying, in an instance, they're doing something wrong. We are being the bigger person, I guess. Yeah, you know? like... I don't think it's conducive to like i understand wanting to hit someone while they're down and like obviously if someone's racist everyone's first reaction or being homophobic everyone's first reaction is to just spread hate towards the guy Mm -hmm. or the girl or the they that whatever you're so inclusive i am (laughs) it's true anyone can be racist or homophobic yeah i'm I'm sure there's that's true like 100 but i don't know it's like it is really challenging yeah because it's like a thin because i see 
it, it's pretty performative in some ways. I don't think it I does think. anything. Yeah, it like doesn't really do anything except for like fuel the people that still support. If anything, said, yeah, it makes it more popular. Yeah, exactly. And it, then it's like, like you said, a badge of honor of like, oh, canceled by the libs, like whatever, like Have liberal you, tears, yeah. whatever the fuck. Um, so I think boycotting is probably just the best way you can go about it. Or just like, not, not like boycotting, but like not buying their products and yeah. not uh listening Supporting to their, their music, music yeah. art or whatever or whatever the fuck they're doing but like i mean then then you get to people who aren't that aren't big people who can really be canceled oh true you get to people who are like just like straight up neo-nazis and stuff like mm-hmm. that which even on the other side of the coin you get anarchists saying down with the government whatever like you know like stuff like that there's people on the right and left far mm-hmm. left and far right that do this kind of shit and I mean, at that point, if it's like a, like literally like borderline treason or like yeah. inciting violence, like I said, I mm-hmm. think in that case, then Twitter or whatever, they can, they can take the action to take them off the platform. Yeah. Like if it's going to like inflict harm on like other people or like pushing a narrative of a certain group or something like that, then I think that's valid to take them off the platform. But honestly, I do have a hot take on this topic. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. I honestly think that if you... And, like, I don't mean this in any bad way. It's, like, if it's, like, oh, I'm not saying this, like, oh, if you're getting bullied, ignore it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm saying if you don't like the type of shit that's happening on Twitter, like, I'm saying this generally, like, you should leave it. Yeah. Like, I think that's the best way to tackle this. And not so much being, like, just ignore the hate in the world. Like, work against it. Like, do meaningful things against it. Mm -hmm. Don't cancel someone on Twitter because it doesn't work. Yeah. It makes them more powerful. You know? And, like... If you don't like the shit that's going on on Twitter or the stuff you're hearing or the people, things that people are able to say, like, leave. Yeah. Like, get off of Twitter. Like, a social media break is good. Like, social media, I don't think it's good for the general public. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's conducive to really anything. It shows people yeah. horrible, like, gives people, like, body image issues, gives people these all these fucking shit that happens. Yeah, it's it. very not good for mental like, health. All it's really good for is promoting shit. Yeah. Like, that's about it. And if you don't, like, I'm not saying if you don't like it, go somewhere else, but I'm saying I think if you are worried about your own mental health, rather than focusing on trying to cancel them yourself or working with people or, like, hoping that Twitter will do it, you should just get off the platform. And, I mean, I know it sounds bad when I say it like that. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, though? no, I get what like, you're saying. I'm not saying just fucking suck it up like these people yeah. are, like, I'm, no one's a free speech absolutist, right? Yeah. But... I don't know. I think genuinely, if we work, if we live in a capitalist system where the market decides what we want to do, we are the market inevitably. And I think if enough people leave the site or boycott it, then they'll actually take real action against it because yeah. Twitter's not making money right now. Like that's exactly, yeah, they can't afford to lose. So lose I don't know. I know that like just saying like stop doing something is not really a solution, but I'm just saying if you are personally having these types of things where like this is really affecting my mental health, you should get off of the platform. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to solve it right now without any genuine or real action coming from corporations. But I hate to say it as much because it is a place where people have like little confines and they can find like friendship in, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what I would say yeah. on that. What, what do you think about that? I think, I think all the points you brought up were valid. I think that's the best way to kind of do that is just to remove yourself from the situation instead of giving them more power to push more people down like because that's just going to continue to build their platform with you know that that audience Mm -hmm. i guess that is going to support the person's ideas and 
whatever they talk about. Um, and like when people are doing this shit, like being racist or homophobic, they're looking for a response out of you. Exactly. Especially on, like, it's not so, like, if you're getting bullied in person and people are like, just turn the other cheek, like, they're probably not going to stop because it's an in-person kind of thing. But yeah. when it's on the internet and they have no real control over you, all they're looking for is a response out of you. The exactly. Whole, like, the fucking Re uh, Republican National Convention's fucking platform should just be owning the libs as number one. Like, that's it. No, literally. Like, that's it. Just, like, that. Fuck your feelings. So, like, owning the libs. And, like, stuff with us, too. Like, people will comment on our YouTube videos. And, like, rather than, like, yelling at them. The great purification. Yeah. <laughs> rather than yelling at them, I'll give them, like, an actual response to what they're saying and be like, this makes no sense. Like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, and just be like, thanks for leaving the comment, though. Yeah. Like, I'll just, like, tell them, like, I'm, like, you're being stupid right now. Like, you're literally a dumb idiot. Yeah. And, like. Context. Like, think a little. I don't know. I don't. I just think that canceling them is what they want. Yeah. In the long run. In the long and short of it. I mean, look how. Look at what Trump did after he got taken off of Twitter. Yeah, like nothing well, fucking happened to him. Exactly, he started his own platform. Yeah, and like exactly, and like whenever things like that happen, you know, the next day it's gonna be on the Tucker Carlson show. Like when Kanye said shit, literally the he next day he Tucker was on Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Like so, that's just going to continue to like bring up their platform because then they're gonna like they people keep bringing Kanye places because they know he's off his rocker and he's gonna say shit that's gonna make views skyrocket mm. like that's just they're just playing that audience yeah and I think that people I think the reason why people do cancel other people or whatever like and I'm, I'm talking I'm talking like general people I guess whatever mm -hmm. like when when someone will say the n-word and then they'll send the video to like colleges or something you know mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff like that's like that's fine, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna speak on that because I can't even imagine, like, the hate that comes with that word. Like, yeah. I, I don't have a thing on that. But just using that as an example, like, this is what people think is their only, this is their only way to attack those kind of things mm -hmm. because they have no real sway in the world, right? Yeah. Like, they're so powerless. That's what I see from cancel culture. Mm -hmm. When stuff like that happens, and no doubt it's hate speech and it should be, they should, they should be punished for it and whatever. But I just don't think they they are working with it in the most conducive like like they're doing what they have at their disposal mm -hmm. and that's okay. But I think that people on Twitter need to realize that canceling people is not gonna fucking stop it. Yeah, what's gonna stop it is working in your community and working with people like like minded people and spreading positive things and spreading not misinformation like just in your general life. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. It's like a hard subject to speak on because, like, I'm like the furthest person ever to be removed. Like, to like, I'm the last person that would ever get like offended by anything that would be said on Twitter because I'm like not a marginalized group in any mm -hmm. sort of facet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't like really like talking on that kind of stuff and saying how it affects people and how they should react to it because if someone says something racist, you know, I might get upset at it and be like, that person's fucking stupid, but I'm not going to feel like the in internalized hatred yeah like it's not something that's directly that's affecting you. me yeah. so i can't really speak on it but like i'm just saying that if you want another facet to fix make the world a better place just spread positivity in your life mm -hmm. and organizing your community and teach people that this stuff is wrong mm -hmm. and you're only going to change so many minds but you don't change minds by canceling that's on grassroots yeah i i hate i i really don't like talking about that kind of stuff honestly because i feel like i have no place yeah i guess i didn't start with a good question no no <laughs> not not like cancel culture as a whole but like those specific 
examples of it. Yeah. Because I have, like, really no place to say, like, who am I the fuck is some fucking white kid to say, you Yeah. Know? No, I get that. But that's just what I think. You can take with that what you will. I think it's a generally... I'm not, I'm not saying that anyone that does that stuff is bad, per se, but if you're spreading hate as well, like, like if you're if you're reporting them, that's one thing. Like, mm-hmm. that should, should be done. But if you are spreading hate towards them as well and just being hatred towards them, it's not fixing anything. Do wrong, so don't make it right. Yeah. But, well, like, if you if they're going to a school and they say that kind of stuff, and I'm sure the school doesn't want them representing them. Yeah. You send it to them, they get kicked out. Fucking, that's on them. I'm not upset about that. You just like, sent, you just sent over the information. That's worth. That's that. honestly like something powerful. Yeah, like I fuck with that. I see th- that. I, I should have used it. a different. I was just saying that as like an example that I've I've seen so many times. On yeah, Twitter, you know? and I see a lot of people like coming at people who do that. They're like, oh, like you're ruining this person's life and stuff like that. They're like, being like literally hateful. Yeah, like maybe you should think before you post something. And like maybe. Fucking- and they're just like some white fuck like they're gonna be yeah, fine no like literally like i'm sure you can fall back on something else i'm sure you'll be able to find yeah something. but cancel culture definitely is a big i think it's a i think it's way more of a problem than it is a solution it's created many yeah. more problems and it has solved it i agree i definitely agree that it's more of a problem because it just i feel like it doesn't really go that far no because like it's not like someone gets canceled and then they're exiled to an island where they can't mm-hmm. do anything like it's just building them up that's what i mean even like when like literally what we just said like they'll have something to fall back on even if they kick out exactly. of university and stuff like it's not the end of their life like mm-hmm. and i'm not saying i want to end anyone's life i think everyone is capable of second chances that's just in the nature of my belief system yeah um but like this is why you have to like just find a better way to educate the community so that this stuff mm-hmm. doesn't happen as much rather than fucking doing mm-hmm. what the police do basically and attacking crime after it happens yeah maybe try and prevent crime yeah or, like try and prevent hateful speech being spread and it's only so much you could do but when you work together with people like a grassroots kind of organization mm-hmm. that's how you make actual change yeah strength the numbers yeah Thanks. that's what i would say that's my long fucking <laughs> i think that was a good answer yeah i i I try and keep it nuanced here. I try and not just give <laughs> one thing so people can just shit on me for it. No, literally. You know? <laughs> but I guess I will come with a question that is completely not even remotely related to okay, this. Okay. It's a pretty specific question. And it's in relation to a podcast I listened to today. Uh, the Ezra Klein Show. Mm. New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. So they just did an episode on why meat is so cheap. And they were talking about all this stuff, meat consumption. And they were really honing in on the fact that, like, people not eating meat isn't going to solve the problems. It's the corporations, which I 100% agree with, mm-hmm. right? But in the essence of a grassroots campaign, what do you think we would have to do to get people to stop eating so much meat? Because we're eating meat at a much higher rate than yeah. we were previously. Any other civilization. Yeah, I think... Like, I know we shit on Eric Adams, but, like, yeah, like <laughs> I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah, I think, firstly, if you really wanted everyone to stop eating meat, there would have Not to be... Not even... Okay, let me rephrase it. Cut down their meat consumption. Cut down their meat Not consumption. be vegan, okay. vegetarian, just, like, not eat as much meat. That's, so, like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of how to... I think... Let me steer you in a direction okay. where I wanted this to go. Okay. You are too... You're, you're focusing on what they talked about how you can reform that kind of stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. But I'm saying on an individual grassroots level, 
what we can do to do it because okay. this is where I'm more this is where I'm more forming it to. Not not so much uh, like grassroots organizations trying to combat the farming, but grassroots organizations trying to get people to lower their meat consumption in the sense that in America we have this insane culture around meat consumption, okay. especially in the south. Yeah. And I was just wondering what you think would be beneficial to tackle that to get people to be more open to plant-based because I know so many people in my life who won't even try plant-based foods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I think also definitely just like making them more accessible, like I've said. Yeah. But I know rich people that won't do it. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think maybe- How do you attack the culture of it? The culture, maybe like just- trying to get like setting up like maybe organizations or like things within cities to like show how good plant-based food can be like like showing all the different things you can do with plant-based foods like you can make a million different things with mushrooms Mm -hmm. and they all taste different um and just like highlighting like what you can do with these foods that like still kind of give you like the oh this is like a meaty moment but it's like not me um i like that so then people can kind of like if they're like craving meat, meat. they can turn to another all exactly they can they do don't need something to cut else it out instead but they can do something else for yeah. maybe one or two meals a week yeah i like that answer see that's where i like wasn't trying to push you into a direction of yeah. where I like the answer <laughs> but i was just like my question was vague i was trying to yeah it, it, it was it's very like deep like there's a lot of layers to it cause... Well, because when you look at culturally meat certain meats especially red mm-hmm. meats are seen as like hide fine dining kind of thing yeah. that exude a certain amount of wealth, right? Yeah. And then you have what was historically a lower way of eating meat, like mm-hmm. frying, like fried chicken and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that shit is fucking delicious, obviously, but like culture, like historically. Yeah, it's not like a flaming yawn, yeah. you know? Like people will call them like yard birds. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting because it's so ingrained in both low, like, it's it's so ingrained in everyone's culture, mm-hmm. especially in the South in America. Like that comes goes with like barbe- people who barbecue, people who fry chicken, people who are like like elites who like love to do these like big extravagant smoking stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of different people. So it's like, how do you target that in a universal way? Yeah. And I think it would be. I think the most conducive way to do that not on a top down, which I think that's how it should be done. Mm-hmm. But in conjunction, just what you can do in your community, maybe like uh, they have like little farmer's markets and stuff, maybe having that kind of thing where mm-hmm. they invite people and say, try this, you know, like see if it tastes like meat. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I mean, every, you should give something a shot at least once. You yeah. Know? And we're not saying don't eat meat, but we're saying maybe cut down on your consumption because we're eating meat at a much more alarming rate than we ever did. I mean, every American family or the majority think that you need to have some sort of meat as your protein on your plate. Yeah, like every single time. You don't need to, but it's just the norm now. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting because of the historical context between eating meat in different fashions and how you combat so many different cultures using so much meat in different ways. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting, like how that's like ingrained in our culture, because I know I was just watching a TikTok about it the other day (laughs) about how like certain like – they were talking about like Indian cuisine like how some of them will have like popular new like vegan like meat replacements but to them it's not like a vegan meat replacement it's just what they put in their food food. like they just did it because that's what they had on hand most like Hindi people like don't eat that's where in a lot of Hinduism is in like India like South Mm -hmm. Asia right 
I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm just pretty bald, like 99% sure, but I just want to be sure. But like, they like don't eat meat and beef, right? Because mm-hmm. I know like Islam and Judaism, they don't eat pork. Yeah. So that's an interesting way to combat it too. Yeah. Through, like, religion, but I mean, you know how organized religion can get. Yeah. <laughs> but I think just highlighting. Like, like it's not a vegan alternative. It's just more food you can eat. Exactly. And especially like cultural foods, like in specific areas, like if you're in a city that has like a high, like uh, Indian population, like show them these cultural foods mm-hmm. that don't have it because then it's like something that they tie to their culture and their mm-hmm. upbringing, but also doesn't have meat in it. Yeah. So just like catering that towards each, like if, if there was like a little organization wherever, like, and I mean, like realistically, if you really think about the cost of like a block of tofu, like the processed mm-hmm. meat stuff, like the fake meat stuff can be expensive, but like tofu, you can do so much stuff with it so and it has a lot tofu. of protein in it. And it's like two dollars a block. Yeah. Sometimes less if you go to like Aldi or something. Yeah. And it's like supposed to be like really easy to make. You can make it's it out of like simple. anything. Like you can do it with lentils and like beans and all this. Yeah, stuff. and beans are hella cheap. Like there's yeah. so much stuff you can do with that. So like, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Like because I wanted to think of another way we could tackle it. But I do think that the largest way is just holding meat corporation at i guess like slaughterhouses and like yeah big, big pork and big beef yeah accountable and <laughs> like not having them just do all this horrible shit yeah it's like increasing our greenhouse gases and just like killing so many like animals yeah like, for no reason a lot of the times they're just wasted because of the conditions they live in they just die mm-hmm. also maybe closing arby's because um, I've never seen a line at an Arby's before. I'm convinced there's never anybody yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know why Arby's is open still. So if we just close the, the Arby's. Melon. Have that's... you heard of the meat melon? Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. It's like a thousand calories in one Yeah, store. no, it's fucking insane. Hmm. I used to love a beef and cheddar, though, in my childhood. That's gross. Yeah. That's fucking gross to me. I get that. The only thing I've ever eaten at Arby's <laughs> were the curly fries, which are fire, and the chicken tenders, which are okay. Yeah. I think I might have had a French dip from there once. Yeah. It was all right. The French fries there? The are curly fries are crazy. crazy. So why would I do that when I can go to Checkers too? Exactly, because Checkers is where it's at. If you're looking at it from a fry standpoint. But no, best fry though is Five Guys. I will stand by that. Facts. Asian Five Five Guys fries are so fucking. They're good. really good. They're really good. But Five Guys burgers do like make my stomach hurt. Yeah. They also don't have any vegan alternatives at Five Guys. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah. You think so? That's why I'm a Burger Fi girl through and through. I- Five Guys is definitely way better than Burger I love Five. Burger Five, but it's because yeah. I like their veggie burger so much. The veggie like, burger is the only it's thing the I get there. It's burger, right? No, the, well, they have one. That's like impossible. Oh, and they have a veggie. And then they have like a veggie, like a black bean, like carrot kind of deal. Also, eating vegetables compared to meat is so much healthier. It's so good. Like Eric Adams is awesome shit. Like trying to get like that be his reform, just telling people to do it. And, like, yeah. Not actually doing anything. <laughs> but like he's right. I mean, yeah. It is healthier. No, like just mash up some black beans and like people will like corn. go from having diabetes to not no literally he turned vegan and now he doesn't have diabetes which is like and I he's mean, a mayor but i understand that not culturally not everyone's gonna want to go fully vegan yeah and that's also not possible for yeah, everyone but. everyone should kind of cut down on their meat consumption maybe we I are eating so. a lot of meat just like generally yeah no it's crazy i always feel like because i don't i eat meat but not very often i've been eating meat more and more recently yeah like i haven't been really cooking vegan food as much okay yeah like since i moved because i grew up in a very meat forward household like there was always a meat with our dinner yeah um and once i moved out like meat's expensive like i don't want to buy it if i don't like it all that much um but whenever i eat like 
meat for more than one meal in a day, I feel like I have to go on like a vegan detox for like a week. Like if I eat like a breakfast sandwich and then like chicken tenders, I'm like, oh my God. like I can feel the sweat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like so hard too to like have the balance in your life to cook every day. Oh my God. And there's like the only be- the only good place to get a vegan or vegetarian option that's fast food is really either Chipotle, which it can be kind of expensive, mm-hmm. or like Taco Bell. Yeah. Which exactly. 30 minutes is a half hour, so. Yeah, and 30 minutes is a half an hour, so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Want to ask me one more question? Yes. Um. So what do you think? What is your opinion on providing gender affirming care to kids under 18 this is a that's a fucking because this one's hard like there are like layers yeah okay judging by the science that i've seen most of the times that this is used it's reversible Mm -hmm. and it can be done now i will i will combat it with this side of the coin and I'm not saying that people shouldn't be able to do it if that's the decision that their parents make and they make and they want to go through with that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I know there's a lot of people who do identify as transgender that never get the affirming gender affirming mm-hmm. care. Yeah. So. That's just not something that everybody wants. Exactly. Like... It's so it's so challenging because you think of their life in school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a hard one for me. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. I don't know. I think that like just allowing them to express themselves the way they want to, mm-hmm. maybe, would be the best way to go about it. Yeah. And then if it's really like they're still not doing well from a health perspective, then I mean go through with the care. Mm-hmm. I haven't read like too much about the the yeah. effects of the gender affirming care and i don't even know if they're really necessarily harmful yeah just that like i have heard of experiences and I, there's like literally a whole subreddit about it mm-hmm. not saying that anyone's trans experience isn't right but like i have heard of people who are like detransitioning mm-hmm. like, it's like not a small amount of people either. i mean yeah it's like two percent of all people who transition which is like i mean not a crazy amount but like a significant enough amount to consider like yeah to have it into the equation, I guess. Yeah. Also like that. I mean, when you think about it, one per, like COVID killed like one percent of people. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, you have to think about it on a scale like that. Yeah. So two percent might not might sound small, but it might be a little bigger than you think. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think that working with your child and making them feel loved and allowing them to express themselves in what any way that they can would be the first step I would take towards mm-hmm. this. Like I wouldn't just because any medical professional will be like the first step you take is not doing gender affirming care and i think that's what the right does to demonize it they just push it as oh they just decide they want to be a boy or they want to be a girl like they'll just do this like right away like they don't care the liberal doctors or whatever (laughs) which isn't the case you know there's a lot of care that goes into yeah like both like psychiatric psychiatric, yeah. yeah like care that goes into it because i mean realistically the biggest part of helping people with gender dysphoria that's a word for it right Mm -hmm. is making sure they're happy with themselves Mm -hmm. and they feel like themselves yeah so if you support them and they dress how they want to dress be who they want to be hang out with who they want to hang out with as an adolescent and they are not okay with that as an adolescent and their health isn't like getting better then i think you can go through with the care because at that point you really know that Mm -hmm. they need it yeah i i agree i think it's also 
important to know that there are like you don't have to jump right into like exactly um like going on like testosterone that's not the like, first step yeah right? and like there are also like hormone blockers so if you're like puberty blockers so if you are like let's say a born female and you're like i don't know maybe 12 years old but you feel like you're a male um you can take puberty blockers so that you don't go through like female puberty you know what i mean like it's not and and you can just stop the blockers if you decide oh like i was wrong like this isn't me you just yeah. stop the blockers and you just carry on it like, also like a lot of it's reversible i think about it in the sense of not even necessarily it being bad for the child mm -hmm. but i think about it in the sense that it is like a major medical procedure mm -hmm. and like in any other sense we don't usually let children decide if they want to get a major medical yeah. procedure or not and i know a lot of the times it's life-saving but i just think that i don't know it's hard to answer the question when there's so much demonization going on around it yeah. too about spreading misinformation because i'm not even 100 percent sure on what the exact lines of getting through like i'm like like 90 percent sure mm -hmm. but like you know yeah. i don't know like if if a psychiatrist and they're like primary physician and the parents think that that's the only way the child will get better after doing so much already mm -hmm. then i think yes but also i think the child should understand that it is a medical or major medical procedure that they are going to be undergoing yeah and like it's not like oh it's not like oh i'm i'm not saying that they're like i'm not trying to I guess like disparage their identity like mm -hmm. let them be whoever they want to be you know it's not my life i don't have to worry about it mm -hmm. but it's also the same side of the coin the parents should be able to choose what they want to do with their own child yeah and like if they want to allow them to transition by using like like medical means then i mean they should be able to do that theoretically i don't think but then it's like where's the age cutoff how yeah. low do you go this is the problem with the semantic conversations of it. Yeah. It's a, it's like you can't have a you can't have a overarching conversation on something that is so like client specific. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of we have a big problem with this like just generally America as pushing every every single person into a group of some certain ethnic group or like cultural background just as something like a, to like call as like a monolith. Yeah. Like one trans person is not the same as another trans person. Mm -hmm. They might express themselves in different ways like you have to tackle it case by case. But I think universally starting it, I think making them feel accepted, mm -hmm. allowing them to dress how they want, be who they want, hang out with whoever they want. I think that that would be the best way to get into it. And then if they hit like 16 and they feel like this isn't helping, they just don't like that their breasts are getting larger or that they're like, you know, like, getting, yeah. you know, like all the stuff that happens with yeah. puberty. Then, I mean, maybe you can, that's the time where you take into account and explain to them that this is like a not non-reversible but it's a decision that you are making and it's a big mm -hmm. decision i mean it's a life-altering decision yeah whether you like it or not yeah i mean like whether you think it's bad or you think it's good it's going to change their life yeah for sure so yeah and i think uh, i hope just, i didn't say anything like horrible no i think you're in the clear <laughs> um to kind of backtrack what you were saying i think i agree that it is like really difficult to talk about because of like all the demonization that's happening around it but i think because of that it makes it even more important to talk about because there's just so much like misinformation and like just like bad yeah. things like and hatred being spread about it like did you see the thing with matt walsh and joe rogan i was actually on joe rogan's side this time he kind of slayed yeah matt walsh is a cunt yeah he's like a theocratic fascist like oh god exactly like, like, um but he was like oh like 
millions of children are um, like detransitioning or no, he was like millions of teenagers are going on to these like hormone blockers and like doing all this stuff. But the actual number of like that's kids like, under 18 was like 4,000 yeah, or something like, like that. Like my, it's just a huge, like he was saying millions and millions of teenagers are doing this, but it's just not that, it's not that like that's big. That's honestly my overarching point. Like I can say whatever I want and I can think of, this is the universal way of going about it in the beginning, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like abortion. Who am I to say what someone should do with their body mm -hmm. other than their doctor or you know exactly like it's their decision to make i don't care about what you do with your life if you want to do that then go for it like i'm yeah. not going to stand in your way i'm not going to say that it's fucking child abuse or anything because realistically it's a life-saving thing that yeah, happens a lot of the time exactly but i do think that if you want to outline i i guess i'm not really even answering your question i'm just kind of outlining for the viewers if they want to talk to people who are a little more bigoted towards mm -hmm. this kind of stuff explain to them that there's kind of a universal procedure that goes about this and the first step is not straight up going on hormone blockers or puberty blockers yeah. like that's not it like yeah like you like we had mentioned early like earlier you like have to go through like psychiatric tests you have to be diagnosed like, with having gender disorder yeah, before like, any of that stuff is even considered yeah exactly um so i think that that's just honestly one of the biggest issues with it is just the amount of misinformation that's being spread about it it happened with like, like pretty young I, it happened with like a like a younger kid too i saw i i was listening to an episode of the daily i don't want to say their age because i don't know 100 mm -hmm. but i think they were under 12. Oh, okay i know and that's why i'm like where do the where like that's what i'm saying when you come to when you think of legislation to draw or like what you're demonizing something as mm -hmm. like you don't there's so many cases that you can't like it's like a case by case thing. Exactly. One child might need it, the other child might not need it right away. They might just be content with yeah. dressing how they want and you know expressing themselves how they want. Exactly. Maybe they're just maybe they're getting into their thing. Maybe they don't want to even conform to one gender or the other. You mm -hmm. know, like there's so many different things that kids have to experience. But I mean, if that is the medical professional's opinion, then that is what should be done. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard to it's so it, it is really frustrating when people want to get involved in the lives of when people like on the right like like preach like freedom and stuff and then want to get involved with the people's yeah. lives that like don't like go against their culture war and reactionary politics yeah no like i saw this one interview i can't remember who did it uh but he was interviewing like the attorney justice of arkansas talking about like their anti I that, yeah yeah and it's like so crazy because like she couldn't remember any of the organizations that were cited uh -huh. in the thing, but it wasn't like the APA or the AMA or anything like that. Like no, like actual like acclaimed medical societies or associations like so were actually dangerous. Right? And it, yeah, they all agree with it. And, like they have like specific guidelines for how this should be approached, but none of them are like, no, don't do this. This isn't mm -hmm. good for children. Um, but she like she couldn't sort any of her, uh, cite any of her sources. She like she had no way she I didn't know what she was talking about um I, it's, it's just a, insane it is like it, it is a very difficult question yeah because i mean asking because like initially i was trying to answer it myself like i could even ever fathom being put in that situation but mm -hmm. then i was like what am i doing <laughs> i don't know what the fucking process of this is like i don't know the specifics of it yeah like i can't really answer the question for you it's never happened to me if it does in the past with my or in the, in the future with my children then i come to that decision with their doctors mm -hmm. and stuff you know like 
that's not a decision the government should be involved in. It's not like they're fucking yeah. killing their kids and stuff. This is not a dangerous thing that's happening to people. Yeah. Like, if they want to detransition, they can do it. And it's none of your fucking business if the parent wants to do that and the child is, like, is saying they want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the only way that it could be bad is if it happens and the child decides that they don't want to do it anymore and the parent is like, I'm not going through all that again. Yeah. Like, that's the only way it could be bad. Yeah. But that is to none of the child's fault whatsoever. Exactly. Or, like, it's just, that would just be a case with shitty parents. Mm -hmm. And like, most of the time, it's not even, that's probably, like, happened, like, one or two times, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know. But, like, the, the most harmful thing happens when nothing's ever done with it. Yeah. And the kid ends up, like, taking their own life. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, the the youth, the trans youth suicide rates are, like, insanely like high. Like, that's what, that's all that matters is keeping these people alive. Yeah. And then letting them have a happy life. And if they decide they want to do that at that age and their doctors confirm it, then let them fucking, fucking inshallah. Like, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Like, Facts. I don't know. This is, like, my main, this is my main argument on a lot of this stuff that like also like doesn't pertain to me at all because like i like feel like i can't really have any opinion on what they're going to do with mm -hmm. their life because it's their life you know i don't exactly. think the government should regulate that kind of shit yeah it doesn't make any sense no i agree with you Ugh. any more any more questions i don't know i just want to add do you think i was out of line no no okay. i thought you were good i think you stayed right in the right in the lines okay good <laughs> i wasn't trying i'm not trying to say anything anything bad about anyone or anyone's decision to do whatever they want i main main point is that people should be able to do whatever they want under the supervision of medical professionals of course mm -hmm. you know it's not like kids just one day are deciding they want to do this and it just happens facts it's like something they're going through their whole life seeing if their whole life is only like 12 years yeah i we're at like 44 minutes right now but i have one no, more question that we good. could just kind of end it on. Okay. End it on a, a little bit of a, a, a like, better note. It we is, won't it have is, to tread. It is a bad, it is like a hard topic to discuss. Yeah. Which it, which it shouldn't be. Yeah. Because there's so much misinformation about it, but I'm just not informed enough on it mm -hmm. to make a valid argument with like statistics and stuff. I guess yeah. my main thing is like, the, like why are we worrying about yeah, this? Yeah, just like the moral yeah. aspect of it. Um, but I know you said like during the pandemic and like seeing the healthcare system like kind of radicalized you, so that like might be your answer for it. But what do you think is a part of either left? You can go either way with this. What do you think is a social issue or like a part of leftism that you are most passionate about? Like that you feel the strongest about? The biggest part of leftism is workers' rights. That's mm -hmm. what I'll always be the most. That's that's what'll always be the most powerful thing to me. The sense, the idea of a community of workers coming together to enforce what they think is right and what they want to happen because realistically the world doesn't go round unless the workers are doing what their jobs mm -hmm. I and agree. millions of workers every day are disenfranchised are are forced into wage slavery are not given health care are not given all this and that the only reason i say that health care is a big thing because it affects mainly working class people mm -hmm. who can't afford it because they're subjected to this type of like horrible conditions and these like fucking poverty wages and they can't afford healthcare so we should just make it free yeah. and make the rich people pay for it and i have no problem saying that because <laughs> they stole their money from their workers anyways Facts. yeah we should talk about theory one episode yeah we should i would talk about it now but we're like i feel yeah, like we're, we're like already 45 minutes but in. yeah i would say like social issue hmm, i don't know 
I think my social, I think my main social dogma is just this, keep your, keep your nose out of it and love everyone. Yeah. That's my, that's how I feel about everything. I don't care what anyone fucking does with their own life. I mean, I'm going to be real with you. If, if, now I will say this, if there was like a kind of like a protest or something going on, I will obviously participate with the side that I agree on. I mean, generally I like, I'm accepting of pretty much everyone. Except yeah. for like fascists, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I just think people get people who are like homophobic and stuff and like racist. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, like, like just, come on. Dude, that's, that's, that's so like 1860. Like, come on. Like, get with the time. Get with the time. Like, stop being, a, stop being such a lame little idiot. Like, no, fuck. literally. I agree, though. I think, yeah, workers' rights is like. Yeah, that's the main, that's the main that's like structure it, yeah. of it. Everything, everything that I believe in that stems off of. Everything that I believe in stems off of workers' rights. Yeah, I same. Mean, it's just what it's just how leftism works. That's yeah. the point of it. People think that the Republicans are the working class party. They're fucking Yeah. Where have you know. been at the past few years? <laughs> yeah, like... fucking for real shit. <laughs> for the fucking tax cuts. No, that have been going literally. on for like fifty years. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but socially I'm I'm very socially liberal. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, there's not really any... You can't say you're socially left. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't care what people do with their lives, honestly. I Thanks. don't get why people do care about what they do. Yeah. I would say, if, if, you wanna, if you want to label it, I would say that I'm like a... Like a... Like a I don't want to say like a libertarian socialist, but like, I guess that kind of sense. You yeah. know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I don't really want the government to interfere with anyone's lives or like their uh security or like you know yeah like, like their personhood yeah that's obviously one thing but i mean i do think the de- the democrat i think the <laughs> government should have a big role in helping people yeah helping the working class because that's what it's all about yeah i liked this episode facts yeah this, this has been fun episode. i hope i didn't say anything to hurt anyone's feelings <laughs> i don't think i did but like i know i i like like i said if i said anything and you want to be mad at me for it do it and let me know because i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be mean or <laughs> say anything out of line as someone who's like never experienced half of this stuff you mm-hmm. know so let me know if nice. i fucked up yeah and if do you, you th- i don't i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you did i don't, I don't think, think so. you did i think you're in the clear uh but no this has been fun if you guys like this format we can do more of I this there are should, so we should start doing more of this because there are so a, many questions to ask <laughs> you guys might be hearing it here first. Might be hearing it here first. Oh god. Oh god. Well, um, as always, whatever platform you're listening to this on, you can also listen on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all, all the stuff. social medias yeah. that we just shit on. Every single one <laughs> of them. We are there. You can find us at Left This Pod on any of them. True. Uh, shoot us an email shoot at leftispod at gmail, baby. On like, gmail. Oh, fucking God. Shoot us an email. Let's chit chat. <laughs> what are your opinions? For real. Yeah, let us know. There's also a little feature on Spotify on every single podcast episode that's like, what did you like about this episode? No, if you want to answer that question, let us know. Yeah. Or if you want to answer it as, what did you absolutely fucking hate about this episode? You can shit on us. Yeah, you can do that if you please. Right, um, decide what you want yeah. on your own. Give us some feedback. There, you can rate us on uh, Spotify. True. Um, you can probably do it on the other ones too, but yeah. I've never used them. You can but also you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. I know it's harder to do it on TikTok. I don't understand. Yeah. People want to say that aren't following us. I have no idea. Yeah. 
That's kind of it. Nice. So, um, I'm Alex. And I'm Mia. And this has been the Leftist Podcast. Woo! 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 Woo!